Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual. Hi, I'm Mac G, and this is the Amp Studios Creative Industry Podcast, a series of masterclasses that are designed to help you build a business in the music industry. Proudly brought to you by Old Mutual. Amp Studios is a free culture hub facility situated in the heart of downtown Johannesburg in Newtown with uh, world-class recording studios, co-working spaces, video facilities, a stage and streaming facilities all free and designed to help young artists build a career in the music industry. If you'd like to be a part of the Amp Studios or check out all the masterclasses and content we've created for you, just go to www.ampstudios.co.za or send us your name to our WhatsApp line on 081-707-6636. That's 081-707-6636. This week we start our major label masterclasses. If you ever wonder what it takes to get signed to a major record label, Adrian, king of Warner Music, takes you through the psychology, the process, the money, the deals, and the reality of getting noticed and signed by a major record label. Here is Adrian King. I just want to say thanks to Amp Studios, Old Mutual. I think this is an awesome concept. I was only introduced to it recently and Wow, it's going to change the game. I think it's really going to move the needle for you guys and the entire industry. We're certainly hoping it will. So if you look up here, I'm talking about making music your career. Why? You guys love making music. If you can make money off it, all the better, right? I love my job. It's my career. I make, make money off it. If you can in any way have a career doing something you love, you are 1% of the population. Okay, so go for it. You know what I mean? Because... Look at them out there, toiling away in a job they hate. So really, keep the focus. You will get there. If you've got the talent, the right wherewithal, the work ethic, all these things are critical to this. And this is generally the industry as a whole. I'm not specifically focusing on on a record deal at the moment. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I'm more just talking about the overall work ethic one has to apply to get anywhere, not in the music industry. You want to be an MD of MTN? You know those guys are hustling, they're studying, they, they're just doing everything they have to to get there, and it, the same applies, right? So you like making music, and you'd like to make money off it. I'm with you on that. So I'm going to talk about my career, because I have a career in music as well. So I started 26 years ago. In fact, longer than that. I started 28 years ago, a little shop in Hyde Park called Look and Listen. It was, there was one in Hillbrown, there was one in Hyde Park. I figured that was the way to get in, had no qualifications, didn't know anyone, so I figured let me just go and sell CDs. Make connections with people at record companies, because obviously they needed us, and in doing so, found myself at Sony Music 23 years ago. Was there for 12 years, Um, they then merged with BMG, um, at which point I left and I went into managing artists, consulting to brands, just really hustling to, to make a living on my own, so... I feel people's pain when they're on their own trying to, trying to make a living. It's not easy. I couldn't do it, so I went and got a, a job at a major record company, Warner, this time. So I've worked in lots of different spaces in the industry, and I like to think I can give you a picture of the entire opportunity that exists. So that's me, Adrian King. You've got it all now. It does not grow on trees, right? But where does it come from? Okay, that's what my mom always said to me. I wanted that thing. Nah, it doesn't grow on trees. Sorry, boy. It doesn't, but where does it come from? So we're going to have a look at that uh, just quickly. 
So, firstly, it comes from the music. In this case, it comes from the writing of the song. Not necessarily the recording of the song, but the intellectual property itself that exists in the song. That's probably the first step. You've got, you got a song, you've got some music, well then there's, there's potentially other things you can look at. Live is critical, that's where you're going to make a good, good portion of your money, and it's going to be your money, apart from the few people that you have to pay along the way. It's going to be your income, so that's a really, really important one. This looks like an agreement, that's not the record contract we're looking for, that's working with brand, getting brand to sponsor you, doing deals with brands, that's going to be a big income spinner. Old Mutual are here, they're already investing in you guys. We need, we need more investment from brand, record deal, right? That's where we want to be talking later on, I'm sure. But that is only one portion, right? Because you can make money off your social media as well, being an influencer. Brand again, they're going to book you. You've got the numbers on social media. And this may be an obvious thing, but I'm mentioning it now and it'll come around again and you'll, you'll, see, you'll see how I close the loop on that. So, yeah, let's just talk about live. There's not a lot of opportunity all the time for young and up up-and-coming artists and it's hard to even create that opportunity and unfortunately there's a gap so huge between the guy at the top and the guy at the bottom like imagine you guys would probably do a gig for a k 2k 3k 5k this guy's doing it for 150k we got to close that gap okay and that's a challenge the entire industry has but if we can close that gap and elevate the guys making five up to 20 those guys have then got a career and that's what we need. We need people who can sustain it. I think if you look at our industry as a whole, we've got legends in our industry, but have they made money ongoing? Have they continued to make money? Have they then used what they've set up here on the live stage to make money elsewhere? I'm going to talk now about social media. Obviously, we're all on it. I'm not, by the way, so don't try and find me, but all of you are on it, I'm sure. Increase the numbers attract brand because they know you're talking to a dedicated uh, uh, audience, an audience that'll listen to what you've got to say, and hopefully they'll pay you to post, right? And that is what everyone's doing now. There's people outside of this industry making a hell of a lot more, taking a photo of themselves and posting it. So we need to get that right. The guys are helping develop content here. It's, it's key. If your content's curated well, people are gonna follow you. And if they follow you, you can make money off it. Put this back up here, because obviously this is now writing of the song. You're going to make off the publishing money, right? You're going to register with Samro, song gets played on radio, the income comes from there. If you can work through all the bureaucracy that goes along with Samro and, and the collecting agencies, there's money there, right? We want, to, we want to harness that for you guys. Not when you play it on radio only. When you perform live, there's money there as well. And I think 90% of the artists out there, even some of the established ones we were talking earlier, Nick, have not collected from Samro for their live performance. There's a good deal of money sitting there. So every time you perform live, submit a form of all the tracks you performed and who the composers are, and you're going to earn revenue off a nice little kitty there. Um, brand, we spoke about that. I know Old Mutual are here. Let's go network with them and any other brand. Brand's going to be attracted to you when you can sell something for them, which isn't now, right? It's going to be when you're elevated and speaking to a wider crowd. But that should always be a goal because brand is funding this industry for the most part, whether it's a brand that's part of the industry, Spotify or Apple, or whether it's a brand who would like to be associated with it. There's a lot of money there and we need to try and access that. But this is what we're talking about, I'm sure. You guys want to know about record deals or 
how you at least hear back from a record company. It must feel like we're in a safe sometimes to crack in there, right? It's a little like that. An email's not going to be enough nowadays. I think I get about 250, maybe 300 emails a day. 50 of those from new artists I've never heard of before. It's hard to go through that stuff. I'm not even in A&R, I'm in marketing and I get those emails. So the guy in A&R is getting a lot more and that's the reality. You guys are privileged to be here. There's probably 10 of you walking outside that don't even know this exists but have sent a demo to me and another 100 beyond that. So you're, you're competing in a huge, huge, huge pond, if you like, ocean, and you're this little fish and you just got to make yourself, got to be seen, you know, you got to, and how, how is that? I'm not terribly sure because it's got to be unique to you. I know if you're being yourself and you're being unique, I may hear, um, you know, you may hear back from me. I may want to know more. So let's get rid of that safe, shall we? This is the pie portion of what I've just showed you, potential earning areas and they're not all of them I just need to caveat that but they are the big ones so here I've got artist b-list artist who has to hustle work work hard make their living live it's a big portion of their pie that's the money they're making live that's what they're making of brand because they're not quite as sexy as your top artist so brand don't get as involved but they know how to access that that's their influencer portion which is actually bigger than brand and that's what they make off recorded music it's quite a small slice there. This is an A-list artist who's making a lot more money off brand. Good deal off influencer. This A-list artist happens to write their own music. So there they go, they're making publishing. But once again, live is a big portion and the little pizza slice is the recorded music. I think if you get that whole picture, what you anticipate from a record company may change slightly. It's maybe not so much about the money, it's maybe about what you can access in that safe. So it's funding, it's a team, it's resources. It's people who can get behind you, who believe in you. And then it's experience, people have done it before and continue to evolve, uh, evolve and continue to do it. And I think that's what you're trying to access at a record company more than royalties. Royalties are great, but we saw those pies. I think you're trying to access a team, someone who can, can support, so, uh, a team committed, team who can open doors that this you maybe don't even need a team because this place seems to be opening so many doors for you guys and creating opportunities. But a team behind you are committed with money behind that is obviously what we'd wanna get at the end of the day. And the experience is what's gonna give you the, the longevity. So what is the key to unlocking that safe, right? So what do we look at as a record company? We're gonna look at what's happening on your social media. Is there growth? What's the metric? You've got followers, are they declining? Are they growing? When do they decline? When are there spikes? Do you have to create spikes or is it just a steady growth? We look at the music itself. What's the quality? Is it marketable? We also look at what you're doing live. And unfortunately, this is something I cannot help with. And it is critical, right? Because that's where you're connecting with an audience. And this is a, something you're gonna have to figure out. You know, and, and, and John, who introduced me, he played in a band for, for years and I'm sure he played for nothing, maybe a thousand rand one night. Or no, you probably wouldn't have undersold yourself, but he hustled. And, and, but through live, I got to know about the band and I got interested in the band. He didn't send a demo to me. I found out about them live. A lot of the artists I've signed, I've spotted at festivals or I've found at clubs, not received a demo from them. So that's something to, to, to just think about. Let's overlay that with that first graph, right? All the stuff we're looking at, 
to see your potential to get a deal is stuff you're working on already and it's stuff that's going to make you money already. So the application to that, to that, to that is huge. It's, got, it's, double, it's double barreled, right? You're going to make money off that, but that's what's going to make people look at you and see you and grow. And that's what's going to make me look at you and go, okay, there's some, some great traction on social media, things happening live, the music's good, right, let's have a conversation. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after these. Hi, my name is Kwanza Somshada. I was raised by my grandmother, who I regarded as my mom. When I left home in my early 20s with a job, I was very excited. Even more excited knowing that I could qualify to apply for credit. I went a little bit crazy and found myself in a sticky situation. One day I sat down and reflected on how Umamzo managed to feed five kids with less money than I had and couldn't recall her having any debts. I remembered what she used to always say, if I don't have money, I don't buy it, which simply meant that she lived within her means. That was a turning point for me. I went back to the basics, started budgeting and stopped buying things that I did not need. Thank you, Umamzo. Welcome back. Let's get back into this week's Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast. So now you're going to get a deal, right? We're excited, whether it be an indie or a major, you're going to get a deal. Oh, there's three kinds of deals you can get now, right? There's actually a lot more than that, but there's three, three main deals. So one's a distribution deal, holds little value for both parties, to be honest, and I'll, I'll unpack that a bit later. The other one's a license deal, bit more of increased stake for both parties, therefore a bit more attractive for the record company, I would think. And then a full-on major signing where they throw everything at you and you go from there, but they own a lot of you. That's just something to understand. So if we, if we go back to distribution, in this day and age, very few, I mean, this is a lovely, it's meant to be a vinyl record, a 12-inch vinyl. That's the only physical music selling at the moment because the CD ain't, right? So what is distribution? It's mainly digital. Why do you need a record company to do that? You don't need a record company to do that. Record company is going to take 10%. They're also going to ask you for a setup fee in order to put your music up. You're in a hole already. Maybe the relationship you need, but the actual distribution, you don't. Okay. We will look at as, as Warner Music, and I'm, I'm here talking on behalf of myself. I don't have a Warner hat on, but I know Warner would, would look at it. You know, I know Universal would and, and Sony would, and, and even some of the indies would look at it. But it's it's a bit disjointed. It's like you're giving us a little bit, we're giving you a little bit, and there's no real commitment from anyone. So distribution, not ideal. Licensing, this is, a, this is kind of where everybody's playing at the moment. You want to own what you're making, right? You want to have the stake in it. You want to keep it as your intellectual property. This, is, this enables that. Um, this accesses some of those funds, so that wallet we looked at earlier is going to open for you. It's going to open for you from a marketing point of view, investment in your brand in order to sell the product that we've licensed off you. It's going to involve investment in a music video, which, let's face it, is seriously beyond a lot of us, even beyond some of the record companies, what these guys are charging for music video. So there will be investment in that, and we won't, we won't want anything out of that because it's driving the thing that we've, we've licensed from you. And then obviously there's the, the full-on direct signing. It kind of, it's much maligned. A lot of people are like, no, why do you want to do that? Some of the biggest artists in the world did that, 
and they're the biggest artists in the world. And I work very closely with Ed Sheeran through the Warner Channels. He's actually a friend of mine, and I know what his deal looks like. He's giving a lot up, but he gets a lot because of that, and he's got this huge team who will do anything for him. And he's given away a lot of his revenue. He's given away a lot of his rights. And this is a guy who started independently riding his bicycle around London with his backpack and his guitar, selling CDs. He could do it on his own. As soon as it went digital, he could certainly do it on his own, but he saw the value in a team. Um, he saw the value in a vision and a strategy and someone with experience or people with experience who could, who could help that. And really what I'm trying to do here is, all the information's on Google, right? You can find it all. I'm trying to just give you a little overview and you can go away and research the areas that you feel I haven't touched on enough. For me, I'm trying to give you what isn't on Google, little pockets of, of interest that you can maybe then go and explore hereafter. Think about all the revenue spinners and where you play in that space and where you, you, know, where you need some work, where you need some help. Content creation is an important one, they're helping here. You know, I know you can go to Samara and you can get all sorts of advice on publishing. Find out where your possible weaknesses are and go and do some research after this. I put this slide up here because two things. You're trying to create a career, and this is what I do with my career. A little car, get my family around, do the shopping, feed everyone, maybe buy some threads, but also save for a rainy day because anything can happen. But I, I put that up there because a lot of what you're going to want from a record company is an advance. And I get that. <laughs> you know, we could all do it. I could do with an advance on my salary. And that's how you have to think about it. It's an advance on your salary. But, and I like this little slide, it's interest free. Just think of it as a, as a loan. Okay, I took a loan, I bought my house, I took a loan, I bought my car, and I paid a load of interest. You're not paying interest, and they don't want it back if you can't pay it back. Most advances are non-returnable. All you're doing is you're getting your money in advance. But if you then look at that entire pie, let's say they gave you 100K to sign with them. If you look at that entire pie, think of that entire pie as paying back the 100,000. Because you don't have to pay the record company back direct, right? So that 100,000 is earned back over the entire career, but we're only giving it to you for a record. And even if it doesn't sell, you've got it. Use it, use it. Invest in your career with it. Invest in your life with it. This for me is the biggest thing. Because you can go and get signed, okay? And a record company will be very supportive initially. But when you need to call them after your second record for gas, okay? when they've given you money in advance, when you need to call them for whatever, food, food money, school fees, etc., etc., they're going to be less resistant to, to the scenario because you're not managing your career. Okay? You're expecting them to manage your career. You're expecting them to manage your life. So this interest-free loan for me is, seeing it that way will, I believe, change your game. Hopefully you all get to a point where you are getting advances. I think let's just, let's, you know, let's be mindful and let's just try and use it because it's a career. I'd love for all of you to be playing to 50,000 people taking 140K within a year. It's only gonna happen to a handful. Ensure that the space you're playing in, you're maximizing on, and that's the pie and all the pieces of it. Really, I can't force that upon you enough that that is an interest-free loan. I'm gonna end with this.
because it does not grow on trees. Okay, I started with this and it seemed like I'm really patronizing here and I'm not meaning to be really. It's a business. I think that's what we have to look at. It's a business where we want to make money, where you want to make money, brands want to make money. It's business, you know, it's business and it's an evolving business as all businesses. And you have to be on it all round to ensure that you're maximizing against the potential and there's huge potential in this country and there's huge potential sitting here and I want to see that potential fulfill itself but I would really 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 like if I'm still alive meet you guys in 20 years time and you've got careers that's what would please me the most we have an industry or certainly the South African industry doesn't create catalog or legacy the same way the rest of the world does we like to eat a song spit it out probably not going to come back to us for a long, long time. You know, I heard Malika's Destiny on the radio the other day. I was like, like a song played 20 years after it was released on radio. That is awesome because that is earning Malika now. That's the investment they made paying back now. And we don't have that. We've got legends, you know, rest in peace, bro. Hugh, he created a catalog. I think jazz artists can create the catalog because people want to revisit things of old. Hip hop, I don't see that many people listening to Public Enemy at the moment. I don't see them listening to Squatter Camp. They're listening to what's now. Take Squatter Camp. They're not making off their records. Slicker had to hustle. You know, he had to make plans to make money after the fact because their record was time and place. No one wanted it after the fact. Hopefully people will revisit it for inspiration and that, but it's not going to make them money in the long term. I want to see an industry where the song you release next week that pops is in an advert in 10 years' time and is on radio in 20 years' time because then you've got something to leave to your people, to leave to your families. You've got a legacy. They can never take away that intellectual property, right? I know the government's looking at how it can, but they can't. Okay, we're lobbying against that on behalf of the industry. So I, th I think in closing, it, it is just that. It's let's make money over a period of time. Let's invest now and do all the hard work now because you will reap the rewards. That was an Amp Studios Music Industry podcast brought to you by Old Mutual. I hope you're learning a lot and loving the series. Please subscribe right now to make sure you don't miss out on more. And if you'd like to see videos or access more content or even use the AMP Studios facilities, or maybe you just want to be part of our AMP Studios journey, go to our website. That's ampedstudios.co.za, A-M-P-D-studios.co.za and sign up there. You can also sign up by sending your name to our WhatsApp line on 81 707 Double six three six. That's oh eight one seven zero seven double six three six. Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual. <laughs>